Hi, and thanks for listening to the Resilient Leaders Podcast. This podcast exists to help leaders like you, leaders around the world, to navigate this complex reality we live in today and to equip you to move forward with confidence, wisdom, and courage. Every now and then, we dip into our episode archives of over 150 episodes to rediscover some themes and concepts that are worth highlighting again. And today we're going to do just that because some truths we need to hear more than once. I hope you find this helpful for you as you navigate the leadership journey. Thanks again for tuning in. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where a growing number of leaders are becoming more and more convinced that being resilient as a leader is not just a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, and today I want to spend a few minutes talking about what leaders can learn from trees, both literal and metaphorical trees. Now, the Harvard Business School gives this definition of leadership, making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that impact lasts in your absence. So let's start by talking about literal trees. Well, several years ago, I was speaking at a retreat in Northern California. My host picked me up at the airport, we had lunch, and we drove into the retreat center. And as we did, we were surrounded by the huge redwood trees that are found all around Northern California. I had only seen these trees online, in pictures and in movies, but seeing it in person was astounding. As we drove into the Santa Cruz Mountains, my host said to me, make sure you look for the fairy rings and the mother trees. Now, knowing it was Northern California, where things are, how shall we say, a little bit different than other parts of the country, I was uncertain if he was being serious or cracking a joke. Regardless, I had no idea what he was talking about. He realized I was confused and unsure. So he put the car in park, he opened his car door, and he said, follow me. We walked a few paces into the woods, and he stopped. See here, he said, pointing to a circle of trees, and inside that circle was a dead stump. He said, this is a fairy ring, and this is a mother tree. It's a fascinating element of nature. After a redwood tree is cut down, a new generation of trees sprout from the roots of the old redwood, which frequently creates a near-perfect circle of new trees called a fairy ring. This is how redwoods regenerate, through their root system, not primarily through the scattering of seeds like with other trees. The remaining nutrients in that tree that was cut down, instead of going inward, that cut down tree points them outward, out through their roots. Instead of supplying nutrients for their own advantage, that cut down tree turns and pushes the remaining nutrients toward new growth into a next generation of trees. How generous of the mother tree to not keep the nutrients to herself, but instead to push them for the benefit of others in the future. To me, this was absolutely fascinating. That weekend, when I wasn't speaking or connecting with other attendees, I was off in the woods looking for more fairy rings and mother trees. Which leads me to talking briefly about metaphorical trees. Now, if you're a sports fan, you probably know the term coaching tree. Now, a coaching tree, if you don't know, is similar to a family tree. It traces back the coaching relationships through the generations in various teams and in various sports leagues. 
For example, if a coach worked as an assistant coach on a particular head coach's staff, then he goes on to coach at another team that's part of that head coach's tree. These trees can show the philosophical influence from one head coach to an assistant who then implements it into their head coaching philosophy with another team. If you can trace back several coaches to a previous coach, that's a successful coaching tree. There are roots, the original head coach. There are branches, the first wave of assistant coaches who went on to become head coaches. And then there are leaves, the third generation, those who develop coaches who develop coaches, roots, branches, leaves. Now, I like sports, but as a lifelong student of leadership, I am always looking at great coaches. How did they develop their players? How do they cultivate a culture? How do they choose their coaching staff? How did the great ones have continued success year after year after year? Now, there are several that I study and read about, but some of my favorite coaches are former UCLA men's basketball coach, John Wooden, current men's basketball coach for Virginia, Tony Bennett, and of course, the legendary coach at Duke, Coach K. Now, if you're not a sports fan, don't tune me out just yet. Stay with me. For me, some of my fascination with understanding coaches has to do primarily with leadership, not about sports. I'm fascinated by coaching trees. So recently, I conducted research on the greatest coaches in college basketball, college football, and the NFL, not measuring them by their wins and losses, but by the strength and the amount of generations of their coaching trees. And what I found was fascinating. In college football, there were six that stood out. Former Kansas State coach Bill Snyder, the Texas Tech and current Washington State coach Mike Leach, um, Urban Meyer, former head coach of Ohio State, Les Miles, formerly of LSU and now at Kansas, and Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. But far and away, the best coach with the best coaching tree in college football was Alabama's Nick Saban. He's developed no less than six former assistants who are now at the helm of significant football programs, most of them throughout the Southeastern Conference where Alabama plays. In fact, in 2025, some have predicted that the head coaches of every SEC team could be coached by Saban or by one of his former assistants. Now that is a mother tree with a significant fairy ring. How about in college basketball? Well, there are several as well. Michigan State's Tom Izzo, Duke's Coach K, Gary Williams, former coach at Maryland, Dean Smith, the legendary coach at the University of North Carolina, developed several assistants that developed into successful head coaches, such as Larry Brown, Roy Williams, and Bill Guthridge. Then there's Rick Pitino, formerly of Kentucky and then of Louisville. But the greatest in college basketball history regarding their coaching tree is Larry Brown. Larry Brown, who was an assistant under Dean Smith. Larry Brown is mostly known as a great NBA coach, but he only spent 11 seasons as the head coach in college. And yet he has the most remarkable coaching tree in college basketball history. In his tree includes John Calipari, Bill Self, Greg Popovich, Mark Turgeon, and Alvin Gentry. Now, how about the NFL? In the NFL, the five greatest head coaches, the ones with the largest coaching trees, were number one, Tom Landry, the longtime head football coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, Marty Schottenheimer, 
who coached several teams, including the Kansas City Chiefs. What I found interesting about Schottenheimer is that his coaching tree is not all that big, but his tree had more influence than he did, which is pretty remarkable. Another one was Bill Parcells, longtime coach of the New York Giants and New England Patriots. His coaching tree includes developing Bill Belichick, Tom Coughlin, and Sean Payton, the current coach of the New Orleans Saints. Fourth on that list is longtime San Francisco 49ers coach Bill Walsh. He won several Super Bowls, and the 49ers dominated much of the 1980s and the 1990s. But Walsh's tree includes no less than 15 successful future NFL coaches. 15. And as an NFL fan, you would probably recognize every one of those coaches on the list. And the current Kansas City Chiefs head coach is our fifth one, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, as most Philadelphians know when he coached the Eagles, is low-key, mild-mannered, and he's an unassuming coach. But he has no less than 10 successful assistant coaches who were or who are currently great head coaches in the NFL. They include John Harbaugh, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, Sean McDermott, Brad Childress, Matt Nagy, Leslie Frazier, Todd Bowles, Pat Shermer, Steve Spagnuolo. Now, what I found most interesting is that if you ask NFL fans, I mean, true students of the game, who is the most successful coach in NFL history, they would most likely offer one legendary Hall of Fame coaching name, Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi won many Super Bowls as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. He's quoted often in leadership books even today. And the Super Bowl trophy handed to the winning team every year is actually called the Lombardi Trophy. Now, what is most interesting is that while he was a great coach regarding wins and losses, he hardly had any coaching tree to speak of. He was a massive and tall redwood in the NFL, but he was not a mother tree and he was not responsible for creating a fairy ring of future coaches. Nick Saban, Bill Walsh, Larry Brown, Andy Reid, while successful in their wins and losses, what I appreciate about them the most is their ability to develop assistant coaches who go on to become great head coaches. Roots, branches, leaves. That is leadership. Now back to the Harvard Business School definition of leadership. Making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that impact lasts in your absence. What Harvard Business School is talking about is trees, redwoods, and coaching trees. You see, your job as a leader is not to be a tall and towering redwood tree. Instead, your job is to learn to be a mother tree, to develop a fairy ring of other trees that can grow and flourish from your influence, investment, and input long after you are gone. That's why Redwoods are still here today, and that's why we see multiple generations of great coaches at the highest levels of their sport who learn from other coaches who brought them under their wings years prior and taught them how to be a good coach. That's what resilient leadership looks like. Resilient leaders are the best kind of trees. Well, thank you for joining me uh, and taking time out of your day today. Whatever you may be doing, whatever your field may be in, and whatever kind of leader you are becoming. And thanks to my producer, the ever-gifted Joel Limbaland. 
Check out his great video and podcast production work on his site at onalimproductions.com. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, you can be a huge and towering redwood tree. You can be an incredibly successful NFL coach, or you can be a mother tree who invests your time and your energy into the roots so that you can produce a fairy ring of other coaches around you. And when you produce fairy rings, you become a resilient leader.